the title of the series is this, Sitting in a Tree. Sitting in a Tree. And it's, the subtopic is this, love, marriage, and making babies. Can I get an amen on the making babies? Come on, men. Can you? Amen. amen. See, one guy is happy. <laughs> Some of you guys have never been here during our love month, you know, kind of around February. I'm just telling you, our attendance, you know, it spikes. <laughs> and uh, our, our, you know, the hits on our website, they spike. And then here's the other thing that spikes. Nine months from now, we have a lot of babies. So we're just trying to grow our church from the inside out. I'm just telling you. And it's working. It is working. Um, but we're excited about this series. Um, today, again, we want to start this series. And it's one of my favorite topics just because I love relationships. I love my relationship with my wife. I love her. I love talking about relationships. One of the favorite things that I get to do is I get to meet with couples when they become engaged and I get to do premarital counseling and I've done it a lot and, and I get to marry people. I'd rather marry a hundred people than do a funeral. Can I get an amen? It's just more fun. But, um, but yeah, so I'm excited. And, and you say, well, what's this based on? Well, it's based on the children's song that you just got to hear in that song. And you guys know it. What is it? It's Joe and Susie sitting in a tree. K-I-S-S-I-N-G. First comes, then comes, then comes baby in a baby carriage. How many of you guys ever learned that song when you was a kid? Heck Yes. Well, I believe that out of these simple lyrics from this song, we're going to take that simple children's song and we're going to learn a lot of truth from it. Um, and so you say, well, okay, Bo, what, what are we going to be talking about in this series? Well, here's what I feel like God has called me to talk about. Okay? You guys enjoying this? You guys got the best seat in the house. See what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm just playing. Anyways, here's the, here's the truth that I, I feel like God wants me to talk about. I feel like God wants me, and again, this is where I'm going to head. I feel like he wants me to teach and to train how a person can prepare for love, how a person can prepare for dating, and how a person can prepare ultimately for marriage. And you say, okay, but that's great stuff, but I've been married 45 years and I kind of know what's going on. Now listen, don't get too ahead of yourself because as soon as you think you've got it going on, that's when all hell breaks loose. Can I just get an amen on that? Amen. I'm just telling you, I've been there. Pride, you know, comes before fall. But here's the, here's the other thing. I mean, again, you say, well, I don't, I, 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 we're married. I mean, what else is there to learn? <laughs> again, you may be too prideful and God's going to show up in your, in your life. But here's the other thing. You guys that have been married for a little while, guess what? You probably got kids. Right. You probably got grandkids. And so you think, well, I, you know, I, I don't know if I'm going to learn anything. You say you're going to show us how to prepare for dating. I mean, we haven't dated in 35 years. You know, uh, how, you're going to help prepare us to, you know, to be engaged and, and, and to know how to, you know, what love is. Absolutely. But here's the truth. If you've been married for a while, guess what? There's a next generation that needs to hear from their mama and their daddy and their grandpa and their grandma. <laughs> and so listen, you just can't go, well, this isn't for me. I'm just not coming back for the next four weeks. Now, listen, 
You need to be here. You need to learn this stuff. You need to be prepared when your grandson comes and says, Hey, Grandpa, how do I know this is love? How do I know I'm supposed to marry this person? You need to have some answers. Not just go go ask your mom. <laughs> I mean, some of you guys are like, That's my go-to right there. Go ask your mom. So, again, I hope that you'll invite all your teenage friends, if you're teenagers, I hope you'll invite all your single adult friends. I hope you'll invite everybody that you think could fall in love, right? I mean, Single Awareness Sunday's coming. It's called Valentine's Day. You get it? Single Awareness. I know how it feels to be single for a long time. I got married when I was 28, so Single Awareness Sunday came and I hated it. You know what I'm saying? And so, but it's coming. So again, you just got to be prepared. Now, here's the truth. I, here's the, a fact that I want you to, to realize. The divorce rate is climbing. Some of you guys maybe don't know that, and maybe you don't watch the news or read anything, but the do- divorce rate is climbing. And here's what I've learned. I believe that at the core of most divorces are two people lacking the skills and the preparation to find victory over the storms in marriage. <clears throat> I apologize. I don't feel very good. And so I've got this like head cold and stuff. My nose runs. Don't shake my hand. <laughs> I'll just try to wipe it on my sleeve. But it's the truth. I believe that the core of most divorces happen because they lack the skills and the preparation to overcome the inevitable storms of marriage. They're inevitable. And you say, okay, but what's the solution? Here's the solution. Write counsel, biblical counsel, and training. Honestly, I, I don't, I mean, people will go, well, we were sincere in our love. You know, and, 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 and again, I don't, I don't think relationships end because they're not sincere. I mean, I don't think relationships end because somebody doesn't want to be in love. I mean, I've never married somebody and they say, dang it, hope, I hope I get divorced in two years. I'm just excited about that. You know, I mean, they don't do it, right? I've just never heard that. But sincerity isn't the answer. And I can be sincerely wrong, right? And so you say, well, okay, Bo, what what do you mean here? Again, people sincerely want to be in love. People sincerely want to have successful relationships. I mean, everybody wants a marriage that lasts. But in most cases, relationships end because the couples aren't equipped and so here's, here's my commitment to you. I'm done allowing the world, the TV, media, magazines, the internet. I'm done allowing those things to, to teach my kids and our young adults what the love ought to look like. Are you with me? I'm done with it. At Thousand Hills, and I've always said this, we are committed to openly and honestly teaching and equipping young people and adults alike on how to have God-honoring relationships, joy-filled relationships, and lasting relationships. Yeah. And so you say, well, what are we going to talk about? Well, we're going to talk about love. We're going to talk about dating. We're going to talk about how to find the right person. We're going to talk about how to prepare for engagement, how to, how to, you know, or what the blessings are of marriage, because I think there's so many people that are disenchanted by thinking about marriage because they've seen a bunch of crap going on in every marriage that they've ever seen. Are you with me? And so I want to tell you the blessings of marriage. 
Because there's, there's more. There's more blessings than there is junk. And we're going to talk about making babies. Can I get an amen? amen. Yeah. <laughs> so, in this series, here's what, I, here's what we always do. And we're going to do what we always do. You, want, you know what we always do? We always share truth, but we always share grace. You say, why, why do you share truth? Well, truth exposes the things that maybe we aren't doing right. And so we're going to speak truth into your life, and that may expose some things. But here's what else we're going to share. We're going to share grace. We're going to say that God can cover all your past mistakes, and He can give you a future brighter than you've ever seen. That's because His grace can cover all of our sins. You say, Bo, how do you know? Because He's covered mine. Because I've failed in certain areas of my life and he's covered my my sin. And so today, again, we're going to set the foundation for the whole series. Here's what I believe. Finding the right marriage partner is the second most important decision that you'll ever make in your life. I'm just telling you. Kids, listen. Teenagers, listen. Finding the right marriage partner is the second most important decision that you'll ever make in your life. You say, well, why? Well, it's a decision that affects every aspect of your life. Marriage will affect every part of your life. It's a decision that has a profound you know, effect or impact on your future happiness. <laughs> right? I mean, it does. I mean, it's going to affect you. It's going to affect your future. Guess what? It's not only going to affect your future, but it's going to affect your children's future and your grandchildren's future. And so listen, you need to be aware that this decision is very, very important. It's important. And so, again, throughout this series, we're going to unapologetically attempt to give you the tools that you need to do just that, to succeed. And you may be thinking, well, Bo... Who the heck gives you or, you know, who the heck gives you the uh, authority or the, the right to tell us how to have right relationships? I mean, you're just wet behind the ears. I mean, I've been married 45 years and you've only been married 12. You don't say that, but I hear your voice. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and I'll just be honest with you. I, mean, I have a degree. I have a degree in family development. I have a, a, a you know, I've, I've counseled hundreds of people. Um, I, you know, I just love uh, relationships. But, but here's the truth. I mean, I, I can have all of that stuff. I mean, I, I'm a student of relationships, but I'm not always right. I'm not a professional counselor. I mean, my parents, uh, here's another advantage I guess I have. My parents have been married for over 40 years. My in-laws have been married for over 40 years. I mean, I'd say I got a, a little bit of a leg up, but here's the truth. All of that stuff doesn't make me the authority on marriage. The truth is this. There's really only one true authority, and his name is God. And here's the cool thing. God has written the ultimate dating and relationship book, and it's called the Bible. And you say, well, how do I know if I'm supposed to, you know, date this person? How do I know if I'm supposed to, you know, how do I know to, how to treat my wife? It's all written in his book. And if we will open it and we will follow this, again, you will have all the wisdom that you need to succeed in relationships. I'm just telling you, you will, because he's the ultimate authority. And so you say, okay, but where do we start? Well, we start with the single most important issue in life. 
and in marriage. You ready? Number one, <clears throat> the most important issue in marriage is whether you have a personal relationship with Jesus. Let me say it again. Because some of you guys are like, dang, I thought we was going to get 10 points in a poem. I was, I was ready for those five points on how to make my wife happy. <laughs> well, we'll get to those. Praise God. But today, listen, the most important issue in marriage is whether you have a personal relationship with Jesus. Finding true love, dating successfully, having a great marriage that lasts, and making babies, they all start with making Jesus our first love and our foundation. It's just the truth. I mean, again, some of you, you noticed earlier that I said that finding your mate is the second most important decision that you'll ever make. And it's just true. Because the single most important decision that we make in life and in marriage is knowing Jesus and building our life and our relationships on Him. On Him. Look at Matthew 7, uh, verses 24 through 27. It says this, anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is what? Is wise, like a person who builds a house on the solid rock. Though the rain comes and the torrents and the floodwaters rise and the winds beat against the house, it won't what? It won't collapse because it is built on bedrock. But anyone who hears my teaching and doesn't obey it is foolish. Like a person who builds a house on sand. When the rain and the floods come and the winds beat against it, that house will collapse with a mighty crash. Again, do you see it? You say, well, what's the most important issue in marriage? It's knowing Jesus. It's believing in Jesus. It's trusting in Jesus. I mean, that scripture is vividly, it, it tells us vividly, for our success to be found in dating and in marriage, our lives have to be built on the rock of Jesus Christ. It's just the truth. I'm just telling you, some of you guys, oh, no, Bo, why are you going there? No, listen, that's the start, and that should be the end. If you get that right, you're going to get a lot of other stuff right. I'm just telling you. I'll give you an example. In my own life. The most uh, attractive thing about my wife is her love for Jesus Christ. I'm just telling you. You say, well, how did you figure that out? We were in Colorado. I was a youth pastor. I was a youth pastor. I, was, uh, I took a group of teenagers on a ski trip to Colorado. And my wife was a sponsor, deliberately. <laughs> I was like, can you come help us? Some of you guys need to laugh at me every now and then. I mean, just for just for kicks. I mean, just to make me feel good. Anybody? But she was on this trip with us, and I remember it like it's yesterday. We were sitting in Colorado. We went to church that Sunday before the ski trip, and I'm sitting two or three rows behind her, and I see her off to the to the right uh, uh, right of me. And and when the worship started, and she be, and they began to sing the songs, I I just watched her worship, and I began to become attracted to her. Not because of her physical beauty, even though she's beautiful. Not because she can cook really good. Not because of all that stuff. But because she had a love for Jesus. 
And I'm just telling you, it's the most attractive thing that you can have. I mean, again, I I believe that one of the reasons, if not the number one reason, that our marriage is successful so far and is blessed so far and is, you know, a, a great healthy relationship is because she loves Jesus more than she loves me. Again, some of you need to get that figured out. I mean, and, and God's the only one that, that I can say that about, that she loves more than me. Praise God. Again, that was a moment of laughter, but I guess not. <laughs> and you may be thinking, well, that's Heather. I mean, Heather is amazing. But you may be asking, well, are there any other women out there that love Jesus? Are there any other men out there that love Jesus? The short answer is this. Yes, there are. There is hope. Don't settle. There's people out there that love Jesus. If you think you've got, oh, i got to settle for this guy even though he doesn't love Jesus and he's not even ever going to go to church when we're married and my kids are going to get a choice on whether they get to go to church and so I'm just going to settle because I need a companion. That's, that's dumb. I'm just telling you. The, the truth is this. There are men and women out there that love Jesus. Don't settle for the one that doesn't. But here's the, also, here's the other truth, and here's the long answer to that question. I would focus more on becoming the godly person yourself than, 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 than saying, where's the godly person that God's going to give me? Does that make sense? I mean, it's the sooner you can become that person that God wants you to be, the sooner he'll show you the person that he wants you to have. Are you with me? I mean, I, I didn't date for four years. I mean, you guys are like, I understand because you're pretty ugly. (laughs) But I didn't date for four years. You know why? Probably, this is my guess, but you know why? Because I I wasn't ready. God had to prepare my heart. He had to prepare me for marriage. And again, it was was as soon as I honestly and sincerely said, God, I will be single for the rest of my life if that brings glory to you. I would say it a lot, but I didn't mean it. But then I began to mean it and I began to settle for, not settle, but I began to accept that if I'm single for the rest of my life, I'm okay with that because I want to bring glory to God. That's when God moved me into an uh, Ada, Oklahoma, where my wife was a college student and he, met, he allowed me to meet the love of my life. Because, yeah. <clears throat> because again, I was, I was sold out to him first. And some of you guys are like, well, by golly, I, you know, I'm, I've been married 45 years and Jesus has never been my foundation and we're doing pretty good. Can I just tell you, no disrespect, but I, I think there's a big difference between pretty good and great. And guess what? If you will build your marriage or your dating relationship or your love based on the, the authority of Jesus Christ and his love, I'm telling you, there are great benefits. And you say, okay, but what are the benefits of, of making Jesus our first love and our foundation? Here's number one. Ready? With the foundation, with our foundation on Jesus, our deepest needs get met. Listen. With our foundation found on Jesus, our deepest needs get met. I'll give you an example. In, in counseling, I always ask the people, I always, we always share our story the first session, and I share my story, and they share their story, and then I go, hey, why do you want to marry Joe? Why, why do you want to marry Susie? And here's some answers that I get, and these are good. 
I mean, I get answers like, you know, he's my best friend. You know, we're so compatible. She's hot. Once again, I got two laughs out of that. She's so good looking. She cooks really well. We're soulmates. And I'm like, those are awesome. And I honestly think those are some great answers. But here's the truth. All of the things that they mention a lot of times, all of those things are subject to change at any point. I'm just telling you. Can I just give you a life-changing statement that I believe we all need to hear? Ready for this? You can only stay happily married if the reason you're married is greater than your circumstances. I want you to hear it again. The only way that you can stay happily married is if the reason you're married is greater than your circumstances. The truth is this. Circumstances in life are going to change. Can I just tell you that? I mean, some of you guys are like, I'm in love. We just feel in love. I'm just attracted to her in so many ways. And I just love her with all my heart. Guess what? That goes away sometimes. I got four more laughs. I mean... I guess it doesn't go away for you guys. You guys are you guys are above par. You know what I'm saying? I mean, circumstances change. Feelings come and go, right? And then they come back. You know, I'll give you an example. Today, I mean, some people are saying, today I feel in love. Well, what happens when you don't feel in love? The reason that you're married has to be greater than your circumstance. I mean, some people are like, oh, the, you know, she's so skinny. She's so firm. She's so hot. Well, here's the truth. What happens when she gains 40 pounds and things start sagging? I'm just telling you, that's life. But here's the truth. Your reason for being married has to be bigger than that. You say, oh, Bo, I believe that he's my soulmate. Well, what happens when your soulmate hurts you? Your reason for being married has to be bigger and greater than that. Oh, our relationship is so stress-free and we never fight. What happens when your spouse becomes the source of your stress? <laughs> I mean, I'm just I'm just being honest. The the truth is this, your reason for being married has to be greater than your circumstances. Because circumstances are going to change. Here's the truth. Every earthly relationship can only meet some of your needs. Companionship, it's great. Love is great. The feeling of love. The fun that you get to have. The physical needs that are met. But here's the truth. Only God can truly meet our deepest needs. It's just the truth. You say, well, okay, give me an example of that. Unconditional love and acceptance. No matter how hard I try, I cannot provide unconditional love for my wife. No matter how hard I try, I I, I cannot supply fully devoted acceptance of her every day. But guess what? God can. God does. Even though I let her down, God never changes And his love never changes. Look at it. Romans 8. It says this. For I'm convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to what? Separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. 
Only Jesus can meet that deepest need. You say, what else? What is the other deepest need? Security. I mean, again, I can try, but I will never be able to provide unfailing security for my wife. But God can. Look at Psalm 91, 1 1 and 2. It says this. Those who live in the shelter of the Most High will find rest in in the shadow of the Almighty. This I declare to the Lord. He what? He alone is my refuge and my place of safety. He is my God and I trust in Him. Listen, when we understand God's security, it doesn't matter what's going on around us. Because His security is in us. Some of you guys are looking for security in a soulmate. Listen, you're going to get some. And it's awesome. I mean, finding the love of your life is awesome. It's the greatest gift that I believe that God will give you and gives us. But listen, he, that, that, that human relationship is limited in providing that security. Here's what I find a lot of times where I screwed up. Even in our first year or second year of marriage. You ready? I, I thought that Heather was God. And I would try to squeeze all the expectations that I had on her and try to squeeze God out of her. Come on, you should give me unfailing love. You should never say no. You should, we should never fight. And I began to just squeeze all that I could out of her and it was killing our relationship because I was looking to her for the needs that only God can meet in my life. God's the only one who can truly, unfailing, lastingly meet your needs. Security, purpose. What about purpose? I mean, again, when I try to find lasting purpose only in the human relationships that I have, I end up very disappointed and unfulfilled. I mean, I'm just telling you. But when I understand God's purpose for my life and I live ultimately to please Him, I will always have a reason for living. You know why? Because He has a purpose for my life. He has a purpose, and when I feel like I don't have a purpose in this life, I can always turn to Him. Because Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. And so I can have my deepest needs only truly met by Jesus Christ. And so again, if we depend on earthly relationships to meet our deepest needs, We're going to be very frustrated. We're going to be very frustrated. Can I just give you the second benefit and I'm done. The second benefit to making Jesus as our foundation and our first love is this. With Jesus as our foundation, guess what? We have a 100% chance of having a successful marriage. I mean, I'm just telling you today. Yeah, thank you. I'm just telling you, today there are couples, there are singles, there are millennials, there, you know, the generation that's coming, they don't believe in marriage. They've lost sight of it. You know why? Because there's so many failing marriages around them. But here's the truth. When you begin to make Jesus and, the, and, and God the foundation of your life, you have a 100% chance at succeeding you know why? Because with, with, with humans, it's impossible. But with God, it's always possible. Look at Mark chapter 10, verses 20, verse 27. Jesus looked at them and said, With man, this is impossible, but not with God. All things are possible 
with God. All things. And so again, when he's your foundation and you lose your job, guess what? The foundation can still be firm. When you lose a child and, and, you know, God for some reason doesn't see fit for you to raise that child, guess what? God is the, the foundation and you can still stand on that rock. When you have a major fight in your relationship and you're married, again, God can overcome that. You have a 100% chance at success in marriage. And I know some of you guys are like, well, I don't know, man. I mean, if someone I was married to, if they ever cheated on me, I don't know that I could ever forgive them. Can I just tell you, I I hate that. If that ever happens, that's the most horrible thing. But can I just tell you this? Forgiveness is possible with God. One of my best friends in the ministry, leading a church, fell into a wrong relationship outside of his marriage Came clean, told me, told his wife. Guess what? They found forgiveness. And today, seven, eight, ten years later, they are more happily married than they've ever been. And they are more in love than they were before. You know why? Because they trusted in God and he was their firm foundation. So all things are possible with God. And so here's the, here's the closing question. What's your reason for wanting to fall in love? What's your reason for dating? What's your reason for your marriage? I mean, again, it should be built on the foundation of Jesus Christ because here's the truth. All other reasons won't cut it. They just won't. Are there blessings in marriage? More than I can count. But God is our ultimate rock and foundation. I want, to, I want you to bow your head and close your eyes for just a second. You say, Bo, why are you teaching this stuff? Well, here's why. Here's what I've learned. Here, sadly, lots of couples learn this truth way too late. I mean, they find themselves, you know, in a relationship that they want but they, they know that it doesn't honor God. I mean, they build relationships on things that aren't going to keep them together. And some of you are here today, and that's the truth for your relationship and your dating life. You've built your dating and your, your relationship on maybe a physical thing or maybe an emotional thing or, you know, Lust or whatever it is. I mean, you've built it on certain things. And, and, and again, some of that is a gift. I mean, the, the love, the companionship, the, the joy of being together. I mean, all that stuff is great. But when all that stuff changes, what are you going to do? And so here's my challenge for you today. If you're seeking love or maybe you're, you're already in love and you're, you're dating someone or you're engaged or, you know, maybe you're, in, you're already married. Can I just challenge you with this? Jesus wants you to change the reason that you're together. If the reason isn't him, he desires for you to change your reason. Because ultimately, 
Our relationships, our lives, everything that we do ought to be for the glory of God. And so again, some of you are here today and Jesus is not your first love. He's not your foundation. Can I just tell you this? He wants to be. He wants to be. You say, no, I've sinned too much. I've already gone down the wrong path. I'm divorced seven times. I've slept with 45 women. I've done all this stuff. Listen, no matter what you've done in your life, Jesus died on a cross so that you can be forgiven and you can have a personal relationship with him. It's called mercy. It's called grace. And guess what? You can experience that forgiveness right now. Some of you right there in your chair, you need to begin a relationship with Jesus. You say, well, Bo, how do I do that? Listen, it's a simple thing. The Bible says that if you will confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. You say, what does that mean? It means that if you will accept him into your heart and confess him as your Lord and Savior, that he'll forgive you of your sin and he will come into your heart and he will save you for an eternity. You say, how do I do that? Well, again, maybe right there in your chair, in your heart, you just need to pray this simple prayer. Lord, I confess you as my Lord. I've always believed in God. I've always you know, maybe even gone to church, but I want you to be my personal Lord and Savior. And so please forgive me. Come into my life and save me. Listen, maybe you just prayed that. Can I just tell, can I just tell you the decision to follow Jesus? That is the greatest relationship that you'll ever have. It's the most fulfilling, the most the most honoring. I mean, it's the best relationship that you'll ever have. And you say, what do I do now, Bo? Well, here's the truth. We would love to know about it so that we can come alongside of you and help you grow in that relationship. Some of you are here today and, and, and you've lost your first love. I mean, Jesus, you know him and he's been your first love for a while, but then you've replaced him now with maybe a boyfriend or a girlfriend or, you know, just the passion of love that you just want to seek love more than seeking God. Can I just tell you, return to Jesus. If you got a, if you're in a dating relationship and you know it's not of God, get out until it's ready, until God is, is in the middle of it, until he's the center of it. Because you're setting yourself up for failure without him and without his blessing. And so maybe you need to pray a prayer that says maybe something like this, Lord, I need you to forgive me for putting someone else above you. I turn from that, whatever it takes, whatever you want me to do. If you want me to get out of the relationship so that I can focus in on you, I'll do that. But I'm making you my first love. Listen, I hope that you prayed that. If you're in a dating relationship, that you prayed that. You say, I'm already married. Don't know if God's in my life. Can I just challenge you? Talk to your your spouse. Get on your knees today. Both of you, get on your knees. And you say, okay, we're tired of trying this on our own. We want to honor God with our relationship and change your reason for being married. And make it all about glorifying God. 
Make that commitment as a couple. And you'll be blessed beyond your wildest imaginations. Will it be hard? Sure. But the blessings will far outweigh the things that are hard. So here's what we're going to do. I'm going to lead us in a closing word of prayer. Wes and Jill are going to come. They're going to wrap things up. And if you have questions, we would love to give you some more answers. I hope that you'll come back in the next couple weeks and find out what true love really is. How to have a great marriage. Lord, we just come to you right now. And I thank you for the gift of love. I thank you for the gift of companionship, the gift of dating, the gift of of, um, physical attraction. I thank you for all of those things. And Lord, today, as we've learned, all of those things are great, but our true foundation has to be built on you. And so, Lord, help us to do that daily. Even if we've been married 30 years, help us to do that and to make that the core and the center of our life. It's in your holy name I pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message from Pastor Bo Haig at Thousand Hills Ranch Church in Woodward, Oklahoma. Please join us next Sunday at 9 a.m. or 10.30 a.m. at the Woodland Livestock Auction. I'm a riding fool who is up to date. I rode every trail in the Lone Star State. I roamed the range in my Ford V8. Yippee-yi-oh, tight.